Time for another Bruins postgame podcast presented by AT&T here at WEI.com. Ken Laird and DJ Bean. Bruins drop a game in New York tonight, 2-1. to one. Kind of a reversal of fortunes from the first meeting between New York and uh, Boston, DJ, with uh, some late uh, action deciding it. Although we didn't get the big build-up, Elaine Vigneault, Brad Marchand, whose son would you rather have? I mean, I thought we would see more fireworks in this one. All in his head, yes, we did. You know, that entire game, he was thinking of nothing but Brad Marchand. Yeah, true. Or he thought it was Game 5 of the Cup Finals in 2011 and was having a flashback, but that... His team actually pulled this one out, so you got to give the Rangers some props. I, I don't know what to feel after this one, DJ. They played a decent road game. They played pretty well through two periods. Had the one to nothing lead going to the third. All that being said, they missed some chances to make uh, you know build a bigger lead early. And as you pointed out, six times in ten games with one or zero goals scored. So that's a bad trend. Yes, it is. And I'm with you, Ken. I mean, with watching the game, they were. I, I wouldn't say they were. They were dominant, but but they were hanging in to to handling the, the Rangers through two periods. And the nuts and bolts of this game, though, when all is said and done, is they don't score more than one goal, they blow a lead in the third period, and they don't get any points out of it. So really, uh, all the numbers, and if you take emotion out of it, this is a really, really bad loss and two points they could have desperately used. At the halfway point officially here now, and they're not in a terrible position. They're still in the wild card spot at the moment, and uh, you know they've got five guys on pace for twenty goals. But the Krejci injury, plus the lack of offense, now makes makes it a little a bit of a wobble. And this road trip will continue. I maintain they need a trade, DJ. I don't, I don't know how you feel, and I guess the missing piece of that is we still don't know when Krejci's return will be. Well, you said earlier that this game had some parallels to the uh, to the November twenty seventh game against the Rangers. What's the one parallel it did not have? David Krejci scoring the game-winning goal. Yeah, right. Correctly, Krejci had the, <clears throat> the game-winner in that game, and obviously Krejci's nowhere to be seen right now. Look, Ken, I don't disagree with you that they completely miss him, but again, in this season when they're trying to contend and build at the same time, when David Krejci goes out of the lineup, you need to take that as a building opportunity, and you need to play Brian Spooner against first lines, which is what Spooner did again tonight. And he had another pretty good game, uh, should have scored a goal, gets an assist, has six assists in his last six games. You're getting, you're taking the silver lining out of this, which is was going to be that Ryan Spooner was going to develop at maybe a quicker rate, and he was going to have to sink or swim. And right now, I mean, their lack of offense is, is no fault of, of Ryan Spooner's, and I know obviously Spooner's technically replacing Krejci right now, but uh, if they went out and they were to get somebody, you don't want to go and get a top six center, first of all, because it's going to cost you so much. I mean, look what Nashville just paid for a, a top six center. And second of all, because uh, you what, what happens when, when Krejci gets back? Or is, is Ryan Spooner suddenly like a fourth-line player? No, I, I, I think I'm with you. on. I, I'm fine with Spooner getting the minutes. I think what you're seeing, though, now is that Brett Conley, I mean, good Lord, he put one off the post with a half-empty net at the end of the second period. It's it's one goal in 30 games, and you wrote a nice piece about him today at EEI.com, and I, and I it's a good read, and I, mean, I think you're right. He needs to shoot more on, on one level, but on another level, if you're not going to get benched or cut after scoring one goal in 30 games, when are you going to get cut? I mean, they have got to upgrade that position, and Kampainen shouldn't be on the third line, so so why not go after a third-line center or a, a, you know, a, a top-nine winger who can at least get you through here? Well, on, on the wing, it's an interesting point because they do it. They have so many wings. They're overflowing with them. Last season, 
the problem was they had none of them, and they were playing Seth Griffith, and he was over, in over his head in his second professional season. This year, I think that, uh, to borrow a, a fantasy football term, they have so many guys, you know, and, and you don't quite know who is your top six player. Uh, Brett Conley, to this point, unequivocally, the answer is, is no. He's not a top six player. I think that we all think he has the talent for him to be, but if the production isn't there, as you said, you simply can't be getting these good opportunities, which, I mean, he's, he's lost the opportunity to, to play with uh, with Marchand and Bergeron, and now he's playing with Kampainen. I agree with you on Kampainen. If, if, if there's an okay bottom six center who, who could be had, I'd be fine with picking him up for the sake of a stretch run. But again, I don't want to invest too many pieces in this season. I think that... that Again, you're trying to build and you're trying to contend at the same time. And if if a, a third-line center, I mean, hell, what did Antoine Vermette cost last season? A first-round pick and a good prospect. I don't want to pay that price on the Bruins. I just hate being like one foot in and one foot out. If they're, if they're going to bridge year to well, next that's year. That's definitely what they are. Yeah, well, well trade Louis Erickson then and get a first-round pick. You know, go all in on the rebuild. They'd be better off tanking here the next two weeks than just doing this. Well, I, I agree with, with not going one foot in, one foot out, but I'm also convinced that that's what they are right now. I mean, I, from, from what we've seen, as you said, Erickson's still on this team. Uh, they're giving Spooner this opportunity rather than trading for somebody, which, by the way, has been the right move so far with how good uh, Spooner's been. Agreed. I think that this season for them, they, they want to stockpile assets. And they've got a couple of good ones right now. With I mean, their first round, their own first round pick could end up being a mid first, and then the Sharks pick, depending on how well that thing does in the lottery, could be a very high pick. So I think that they want to hold on to those assets. But you know, if there's a, if I mean, hell, if there's if you can get a, an older guy for a, I don't know, for a Brett Conley or a uh, or a Brian Furlan or or somebody. I mean, obviously. Conley and Furlan are on much different levels, but I'm kind of spitballing here with guys that you could consider expendable because, at least in, in Conley's case, he's a, uh, he's a restricted free agent at the end of the season, and teams are probably still high enough on him. If you want to move somebody who isn't part necessarily part of, of this team's future, which, again, I go back and forth on whether or not Conley is, then that's fine. But, I mean, I wouldn't go out and, and move something crazy for a... Uh, for a piece that, that might not get you too far. Last thing, DJ, the uh, third period featured a goal 35 seconds in and one with a minute 42 to go. Kevin Miller both <laughs> on the ice for both of those goals. Probably not his fault on the second one. That was maybe just a, a bit of a fluke and a nice tip by Jesper Foss. But uh, the first one, God, he and Pasternak, what a cluster. And then yeah. Pasternak is benched basically by the end of the game. Yeah, I mean, we're really bad by Pasternak not being able to get the puck out. And, I mean, a skilled guy beats Kevin Miller cleanly. You did kind of no offense to Kevin Miller. That's that's kind of what happens these days. So, uh, yeah, I mean, on the back end, my my thing is I I want the defense to be relatively set. I don't want to have guys keep going in and out. And uh, Trotman plays a game, and Colin Miller plays a game. I want Colin Miller playing all the time. But you keep going back to is Kevin Miller a full-time guy in this lineup, and he hasn't answered that question emphatically uh, enough with his play. So uh, I, I think that at some point you, you, you do have to wonder whether or not you take him back out of the lineup. Good news is Philly, Buffalo, Toronto, you have some winnable opponents here coming up. Pretty big stretch here to finish up the trip and then back home on Saturday night. Although 
you know, three games in pretty short order. So tough, tough schedule that way. Yeah, you know, maybe they can come back from this road trip still optimistic about the road. I mean, remember early in the season that was it to go out on the road to win games, and right now one, one, and one. This hasn't exactly been the perfect road trip for them. All right, DJ, talk to you uh, Thursday night. All right, thanks, Ken. All right, DJ Bean, Ken Laird, ET&T brings you the WEI Bruins postgame podcast here at the .com.